you where you were going 40 miles an hour. This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing has something for everyone, like NASCAR Weekly Series, Sprint Car Racing, Drag Racing, Off-Road Racing, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we're getting ready to return to South Florida for the Dixie Vodka 400 race weekend. Matters to be tended to from Las Vegas, though. Obviously, Big story is Bubba Wallace and Kyle Larson getting together on the racetrack. NASCAR responding this week with a one-race suspension for Bubba Wallace after they deemed that Bubba intentionally crashed. Kyle Larson hooked him in the right rear. They both went into the fence. Christopher Bell got wrapped up in that as well. 
And uh, NASCAR took a couple of days to go over things. They have then announced that Bubba will be sidelined from the Dixie Vodka 400 race weekend and that John Hunter Nemechek will take the wheel of the number 45 car this weekend at Homestead. So that was a, that was a development that a lot of us saw coming. Um, and NASCAR suspending a driver, which the last time that happened, I believe, was Matt Kenseth back in 2015, some seven years ago, with his incident with Joey Logano at the Martinsville Speedway. So we uh, we hope Bubba gets everything buttoned up, rejoins us for the Xfinity 500 at Martinsville the following week. But John Hunter Nemechek has gotten the tap on the shoulder from Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan, and 2311 racing to pilot the number 45 car this weekend. So we'll keep tabs on that. Be sure to tune in for our coverage this weekend. want to talk to a couple of drivers in this week's installment that uh, a lot of you may not hear a lot from. We're going to start, actually, with a gentleman by the name of Nick Sanchez. Nick, last week, earned 2022 Arca Menard Series Championship honors. Uh, Nick drives for Rev Racing. He's a teammate with Raja Karuth. You've heard a lot of their races this year on Motor Racing Network. Season finale was at Toledo Speedway. Sammy Smith won that race, but it was Nick Sanchez and Daniel Dye going in separated by two points. And on the other side and coming out, it was Nick Sanchez getting what he needed to become this year's 2022 Arca Menard Series champion. So let's go to the NASCAR Live wide open Zoom hotline and bring in the current Arca Menard Series champion. Nick Sanchez is with us. Nick, welcome to NASCAR Live wide open. Thanks for coming on with us. I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me. Congratulations on winning the title. Is it still sinking in? Yeah, no, it's still pretty cool to to be able to uh, accomplish that. And, you know, like I said, it's my first championship, so a, a box ticked for me um, and hopefully the first of many. So what was the learning process like this year? It seems like you had many opportunities and you came out victorious. Walk us through the season. What are some of the proud accomplishments that you and your team have? Yeah, you know, I'm happy. Obviously, the three wins we got in the season, and I think there were many more races where we could have contended. Um, and actually, I believe there's probably two more that we should have won. Uh, and I think, you know, our constant improvement on speed, um, that was the biggest thing. Uh, going to some of these tracks for the second time, it was easy and hard at the same time because you know what you had last year, but you know you have to get better. So uh, it was that fine line of not tuning yourself out, but still trying to find more speed. And I think my di- uh, my team did a great job with that. You know, you talk about going back to a track for a second time. The first one has to be intimidating. Like, okay, I've never been here before. Simulation only gives you so much. And yet you go back and then you're able to have success and then A and B, things like that. What is it like going back and trying to differentiate the first time through with what's different for the second time through? Yeah, I feel like the second time, you know, I I know what I want. Um, you know, I could I could kind of say or think what I want, um, looking at footage and film, but you don't know what you want. You don't know what you need till you get there and you actually experience it. So from my point of view, it's a totally different aspect. Um, getting to a track that you haven't been to, versus you know going back to a track for the second time, and uh, going back to a track for a second time is just so much more like validating. You know, you kind of know what's gonna happen you know what you need uh to get the result you want are you finding which tracks cater to you and your driving style through this season through these processes through these tracks that you're coming back to for a second time and if so what are they um you know i'm probably one of the few drivers that'll say this but i i honestly love every track we race at um the the, you know the mile and a half the super speedways the road courses i love those the short tracks I feel like certain aspects um, of our ARCA season, like the mile and a half track suited 
our car is better, um, not just with me, but with Raja. So I think most people are like, oh, he can't drive a short track. Oh, he can only drive a mile and a half, which isn't a bad thing, I guess. But I think it's more, you know, organizational, if that makes sense. Like, you know, you have an organization that does better at mile and a half tracks or short tracks or road courses. So me, I, I, I try not to downplay any track we go to, whether it be a short track, mile and a half, and, you know, or you say, oh, you know, this is not a good track for me. Because um, then you're, you're kind of starting on a bad footing already. So I just try to, I want to win at every track, um, every shape, size, road course, oval, dirt, whatever. You referenced the organization that you race for. That's Rev Racing, new to full-time Arca Menard Series competition. Let's brag on them. Obviously, Max Siegel is at the top of that, but there's a lot of talented men and women behind the scenes. You mentioned Raja, your teammate over there at Rev Racing. What about Rev Racing? What makes them so special? Who are some of the key contributors that have helped you in your success? Yeah, I feel like, you know, Rev Racing, um, looking at it as a whole, obviously our competition director, Matt Booker, and, you know, our former competition director, um, Jefferson Hodges, you know, who kind of brought me in there and, uh, you know, developed me. Steve Plattenberg, you know, my, my crew chief there, Mark Green, driver coach um, over there. So there's a lot of key people there um, that, that make that place run and, uh, you know, they make it run the way it does. Chatting with Nick Sanchez, who is the 2022 ARCA Menard Series champion. Uh, the series has provided a lot of talent over the years. There's been a lot of talented men and women that have come through that series. What has that series taught you and how has that series help you develop as a race car driver yeah the series just obviously brought me to the bigger tracks the daytonas the the talladegas the kansas the michigans um and it's allowed me to you know obviously get experience there um going to to you know either a truck or an xfinity car it's going to be helpful knowing what that feels like at that track so uh it, it taught me a lot um and I, and I think it did its job it used to be there was a saying it was ABC, ARCA, Bush, Cup. Well, now that B has been changed to an X for the Xfinity Series, and we've seen you do some Xfinity Series racing. Is this is this a part of your natural progression? You've gotten your feet wet in ARCA. Now you're starting to get your feet wet over in the Xfinity Series. Is that the natural progression for you coming up? Um, No, I think you're probably going to see me in the Truck Series um, before the Xfinity Series. But, you know, I think ARCA... Trucks and Xfinity, they all have one goal, developing you for cups. So you've seen drivers go from trucks to cup, uh, ARCA, Xfinity cup. And I guess there's a path, but also, you know, there's not really a definitive one because you could you could skip over one or the other. So I, I think at the end of the day, the common goal is, you know, getting a cup and staying there um, and being developed to get there. Well, you just put a smile on my face because I've always wondered what kind of damage you could do in the truck series because you know when you look at that series it's an intense series there's a lot of aggressive racing but there's a lot of talented men and women in that series and it sounds like you'd like to be a part of that first of all what what's what do you think the reputation of the truck series is and how do you think you could add to that when it goes to the nascar craftsman truck series 2023 and points beyond yeah i think the truck series um, obviously, I've never driven a race there, so I, I can't speak on experience, but I think it's just aggressive, aggressive racing because of the, the distance of the races. And, you know, I think the aero package plays into it. Like, you can't necessarily get away from another truck because you're always carrying, uh, you know, the truck behind you is always in your toe, your draft. 
So they could stick with you even even if they aren't faster. Like Xfinity, you know, you're faster two two three tenths faster than the guy you're going to pass them, and you're not going to see him ever again. Truck, once you get there, you know, getting there is one thing, and obviously passing them is another thing. So I think the racing is just more aggressive, and you have to search and just be more aggressive as a driver. Is there a timetable that you'd like to see put into play to get you into that series? I guess my question would be, what is what is the future? Can we see you potentially in truck racing coming up? Yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely. You'll you'll most likely see me in a truck coming up. So uh, I think 2023 is going to be a good year. Um, and yeah, now I'm excited. Uh, he says that with a smile on his face. We'll have to stay tuned for this one. And we encourage all of you to do that as well. I mentioned the Xfinity series. You've been doing some Xfinity racing this year. Scott Borchetta, Big Machine Records, the number 48 car. What's been your takeaway from that? What's it like climbing into one of those cars and racing against some of the superstars in that series? Um, just the competition level. Um, you know, I, every you know every half tenth, every quarter of a tenth in that series throughout the course of a run, you know, that, that matters. Um, you have to be perfect and you just, you know, it's teaching me a lot, a lot of the little things, pit road, um, I think mostly every race I've done with them, I've had a green flag stop, which is, you know, I've, I haven't really done too many live pit stops, nevertheless, green flag stops. So little things like that and just just learning the car. Um, obviously, the hard part's been most of the tracks I'm going to in that car. It's my first time there, so not that much experience in the car. And then going to a new track is like a double whammy. So um, they, they obviously announced I'm racing Martinsville and Phoenix, but I, I think I have Phoenix circled on that list because... I think I have five five ARCA races there and an Xfinity race, so I have an, an enormous amount of experience there. So I think going back to a track like that will allow me to, you know, put line up all my ducks and, uh, you know, hopefully have a good showing. But yeah, no, it's just, it's teaching me to, it's making me a better driver. Well, I don't want to overlook this because you're obviously going to be racing at Homestead Miami Speedway this weekend when we go down for the Dixie Vodka 400. Now, in this Zoom conversation that we're having, I have the privilege to see Nick, and I see palm trees swaying in the background. You are from that part of the country, and you're going to your home racetrack. Number one, what is that like to be able to race in your own backyard, have a lot of family and friends that I'm sure that will congregate to pull for you? Yeah, it's still weird. Like, I keep telling my parents, like, I'm still, like, I still need to remind myself I'm racing this weekend because... Usually when I'm down here, obviously I lived here for 16 years, but I'm usually down here on vacation or to see family and friends, not to race. So it's it's really cool. You know, I started I started in a go-kart at that track, at the kart track right outside. So it's the first place I ever gotten a racing vehicle. So to go back there and compete in front of my family and friends uh, is really cool. And you've also got your own ticket package, which has to say something to me. I think that would be that would be something to really hang your hat on right there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely cool. I've never had that done, so it's pretty cool. And thanks to Homestead for doing that. Yeah, Homestead Miami Speedway going to celebrate the successes of Nick Sanchez. There's a special ticket package that you can be a part of, and part of that includes a meet and greet with Nick the morning of the race. HomesteadMiamiSpeedway.com, your destination to purchase the package, find out more about it, find out more about the racing weekend. Big triple header action coming our way this weekend from South Florida. Hey, appreciate you spending time with us, Nick. It's been a pleasure getting to know you, meet you, watch you race, and watch you become the 2022 Arkham Menard Series champion. Make the most of that. We'll stay tuned for the truck news and have fun and have some home cooking this weekend. Thank you very much. 
And by the way, here's the nitty gritty of that ticket package at Homestead this weekend. You're going to get a reserved grandstand ticket for Saturday's doubleheader. Remember, you've got Xfinity and trucks racing both the same day, Saturday at Homestead. You're going to get a ticket to both races, and you're also going to get a meet and greet with Nick Saturday afternoon. Part of the proceeds will go to the Des Moines Foundation based in Miami, but reserve ticket packages uh, are $55. I believe if you go general admission, you're talking 35 kids can get in for under 20 bucks. But uh, it'll be an awesome chance for you to get up close and personal with Nick Sanchez, your 2022 ARCA Menard Series champion. Let's shift gears here. Let's talk a little NASCAR Xfinity Series racing. Josh Berry last weekend won Las Vegas. He has now reached championship four status for Homestead to run for a championship. And, of course, Josh drives for Junior Motorsports. He's a part of that four-car effort, sometimes five, when Dale Jr. comes back and races for a one-off here or there. But Josh Berry uh, is one of those four drivers at Junior Motorsports that has roots going into late model racing. Matter of fact, here's a stat of the day. Josh Berry, with his next win for Junior Motorsports, it will be his 100th win with Junior Motorsports. Five have come in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, but 94 of them have come racing late models, and that's exactly what Josh and our Jason Toy talked about earlier this week. Did a little did a little late model reminiscing with our most recent winner in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. You talk about the late model program that, that uh, Junior Motorsports has built, and you were a big part of that too. You guys continuing to bring championships to that program. Now you got uh, Carson uh, Quapple there too, and how important of a feeder? And of course, that's Dale's passion, Dale Junior's passion of that late model to build that program to build like the future stars like you into the sport. Yeah, the you know that class, the late model stock class, is just a great tool for for the top three series. I feel like I think it's a great stepping stone. Um, obviously, you know we see in today's day and age, there's there's lots of different paths to get there, right? I mean, it just depends on what you're going to do. But I mean, if you choose to go to like the asphalt stock car route, you know, I feel like you know late model stock is a great way to learn. I feel like they're you know very similar to the Arca, you know, Xfinity type cars and. Um, you know, being a part of that, it's just been a great deal. I'm excited. I really think a lot of Carson, uh, a whole lot of him and the talent that he has. And, you know, I hope that he can kind of continue to, to improve and work his way into this deal. And you never know, he could, you know, he could have another opportunity like me. How do you like the role as coach? I know you coached, uh, you do some coaching there with the late model side, but you even coached the boss when he went back and ran at North Wilkesboro too. <laughs> How do you like that role? Yeah, no, it was fun. I mean, like I said, we spent a lot of time with, our development side of things on late model and that, and that was an important and that's an important part to that you know obviously i was able to work kind of work myself into a position of importance there with a the program that i could stay racing and then you know you had these a lot of these younger guys come in and kind of the development side of it you know even through our manufacturer chevrolet you know to kind of make that a you know a, a viable option as a path to to the top three series so um you know we worked with a lot of great drivers um really well-known awesome drivers and i think that it's been a privilege to do that um you know the north wilkesboro experience with dale jr was was like i mean it, it's hard to even put into words what that was like right i mean it was so i mean it was just crazy just a crazy crazy experience um and I knew it would be. I told I told him, you know, we sat down and whenever all this started happening, we talked about that. And, and he was actually really for 
he wanted me to race. And I'm like, man, I don't think you really realize how, you know, number one, you know, we need, we need the people, we need to do a good job for you. You know, this is the one race you decide to run. We need to make sure we have everything together that we can do a good job for you and give you what you need to have a successful experience. But I don't think he himself realized how big of a deal that race became. And it would have been, it would have been impossible for us to do, you know, three cars. Um, I mean, it would have been so much more difficult. I mean, it was a, it was a home run across the board. Um, obviously Carson getting the win, but Dale having a great experience and, and, uh, you know, that was what, that's a night that, um, I'm not going to forget forever. I mean, it, it was that big of a deal. I see you at the racetrack with, with Jenny and, and, and Kenzie there with you, your, your daughter. Have you prepared yourself that maybe in the future she comes to you and say, dad, I want to get into a race car. I've tried not to think about it too much, but, um, yeah, I feel like that day's closer than it is. You know, she's definitely, she's taken right to it. So when Mackenzie was probably gosh, four or five years old, we were, we, uh, you know, she was born in January of 2020 and, and that year obviously was a crazy year with COVID, um, you know, the COVID shutdowns. And then we ended up going on this like national championship run through that year that kind of led me to the point that I'm at now. And, um, yeah, she was probably four, I'd say four, yeah, probably four or five months old coming to the races, right? And checking it out, you know, and now so it's all she knows. She loves it. She loves coming to the racetrack, loves being a part of it and seeing the cars. And she's got all the, we got, I got all these old, um, you know, 164 scale cars that I played with when I was a kid. <laughs> and she gets them out nearly every day and plays with them. I mean, it's like, it's funny. I mean, it, it's like 2000. It's like going back in time, right? It's like 2002 to 2006, you know, now, all the cars. Um, and, uh, you know, she's loving it. So I'm sure that she'll want to give a crack at it one day. And we'll try to we'll try to do the best we can to make that happen. I know she has you wrapped around her finger already. So definitely. I mean, <laughs> uh, that's been a, it was a special yeah, that's been a special relationship. You know, I go back to even, like I said, with the with the COVID shutdowns and protocols. So she was a couple months old and my wife's a nurse. So my wife worked the whole time and I did it because uh, we weren't racing. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, so I spent a couple months at home with the you know, uh, a newborn. Right. And I'd learn I did, you know, and, and I think that brings you really close. It's funny. Uh, I got some great advice as a father going into that, that, you know, to change all the diapers and be a part of that thing is because they'll because they'll remember it. And, and they do. We know we're obviously in a very busy sport and, you know, you're getting ready to run for a championship in the Xfinity Series and looking to run for it again next year, too. What's the ultimate future plans for Josh Berry? Where do you want to end up here in your future in racing and stock cars? Yeah, it's you know, that's been a moving target for me. Right. Like, I think, um, you know, obviously, when I first got in the sport, you know, got in, you know, re-established into the Xfinity series last year, I feel like, you know, I'm just trying to prove myself, just prove that it's not a failure, um, that wouldn't be a failure. So, you know, winning a race and then it's like you win a race and then you're like, well, how do we make this a full-time opportunity? And then now you're looking at establishing yourself in the series, uh, becoming winning races, you know, becoming a threat through a championship. I mean, it's kind of been a moving target throughout there now. And so, um, you know, obviously I have aspirations to race in the cup series. Um, you know, who knows if that day will come, obviously I have a great home here. I feel like that they've been, you know, they've been so loyal and, and really went out of their way to really work hard to, 
to try to you know keep this going right to to keep these opportunities you know we have we've had some great partners along the way uh with the xfinity car and we have you know some new ones that are going to come on board over the next couple months that um to keep that all going so it would be hard to leave a place like like junior motorsports after all these years but you know if the right cup opportunity came about you know it's definitely something to think about um but you know right now i'm just you know really focused on what i'm doing now and and you know it's you know two weeks ago if you asked me that my goal i would have said i want to make the championship four that's what i'm thinking about <laughs> right now and, and right now now i'm thinking about how to win that championship at phoenix so um you know you over my years of, of late model racing i mean you just you just look towards the next race right like you're building your car you're working on your car you're you're going to ace or hickory or martinsville wherever you're going right like that's your next race and and you kind of gotta try to keep that same mindset so um you know i'm excited to get to phoenix and see what we do there and then uh build on it on the off season all right two quick questions here before we wrap it up and you know the success that junior motorsports has had this season with all four cars in the playoffs could you know the perfect lineup the planets everything else you could have four cars running for a championship how do you run against your teammates while still being aggressive going for wins but also being respectful the fact of okay that's my buddy out there racing with me yeah it's a tough balance you know it's hard to say like i think that it's been um you know there's been moments across the year that you know maybe you know we they've we've seen some bumping and banging across the way but you know, ultimately at this point of the year, you kind of just have to look, I think in a way, kind of look out for yourself. I mean, you can't, you know, maybe not, but once you, maybe not the next couple of weeks, but when we get to Phoenix, I mean, you just kind of got to race your own race and, and I mean, not be silly, but at the same time, you got to race hard for your team and your sponsors and, um, you know, but it's, yeah, it's been a challenge. I think over the course of the year, I think each and every one of us have had those moments. It's a, it's a great problem to have. I mean, when you have four cars, sometimes five, that competitive running up front, winning races. I think we've won, I think I saw it was like 46% of the races or something. I mean, that's just, you know, it's just incredible, right? So um, you don't want to do anything to, to screw that up. But at the same time, you know, we all have to run our own races and, and we all have our own careers. And, um, you know, sometimes those days can be tough. Final question for you. You've got a lot of great people around you at Junior Motorsports. Obviously, Dale Jr., the Hall of Famer. You've got, you know, you've got Kelly, you got LW, all of them there, plus your crew chief. What's the best advice that any of them have given you the first time you walked in the doors there at Junior Motorsports? Well, I think, um, you know, I, I was given a great opportunity when I, when I walked into Junior Motorsports um, in the fact that, you know, even early on with Dale, um, you know, Dale told me basically – like, you know, if I put in the effort, if I work hard, if I'm present, if I put my heart into this, that, you know, we'll figure the rest out, right? Like, and, that, and that's kind of how it started. So, you know, early in my career, like I just, you know, kind of just established that work ethic and being present and being a part of it. And I really kind of bought into the, you know, the late model program specifically and just how much it meant to me. And I think that was a great, great part of ma- making me who I am you know, establishing that early on. And, you know, we brought into LW in the late model program and he's, he's been a huge supporter of mine ever since then. And, you know, he sat me down really early in his, you know, this was probably the year one or two of uh, the, his involvement. And he's like, look, like, I'm going to help you do whatever you need to do. But ultimately, if you want to be 
you know, if you want to be the next level, if you want to push just that little bit more and be great, it's you're, you're going to have to take that on yourself. Like that's going to be something you're going to have to find within yourself if you want to be, you know, the a superstar or or whatever, right? And and that was you know that was across the board, right? That was on the track, off the track. That was working on the race cars. That was sweeping the shop driving the trailers, watching, I mean, it was every part of it, right? He's like, you know, and and it's true, right? I mean, you know, they have given me a lot of great opportunities, but ultimately it was up to me a lot of times and the effort that I put in on on how successful that could really be. And I feel like I took that and run with it. I took it to heart and every aspect of everything we did, I just worked really hard at it. And, and it, you know, we turned into even, you, you cross off the Xfinity stuff. I mean, just the, the late model side of things and the things we were able to accomplish were just just phenomenal. So, um, you know, and then and I've been fortunate enough that to carry that into the Xfinity side of things and have good people around me and accomplish some amazing things there, too. Once again, we congratulate Josh Berry, not only for his successes in late models, but his transition to junior motorsports in the NASCAR Xfinity Series and obviously being one of the four drivers that will run for the championship in Phoenix two weeks from this weekend. All right, time to time to take the temperature of Las Vegas and see what Vegas is thinking about the Dixie Vodka 400 race weekend. Let's bring in producer Trey and check the odds. Brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Please bet responsibly. Trey, what are the odds telling us this week? Well, Mike, as we head to one of my favorite tracks in all of NASCAR and one of the driver's favorite tracks, Homestead Miami Speedway. We've got co-favorites this weekend at 7-1. to one. one is Denny Hamlin, who won in recent years at Homestead, and he still has a chance to make the championship four. If he wins, that would lock himself in. He is 7-1, to one, as I said. And also, Tyler Reddick, who has won two Xfinity Series championships by winning at Homestead Miami Speedway. We know Reddick loves to run inches away from the wall, and that is the fastest way around Homestead. So they are co-favorites at plus 700. My pick for the weekend, I'm doing it two weeks in a row, even though last week I said I didn't like to pick the favorites, but you have to go with who you trust uh, when we get down to the nitty-gritty here, and I'm going with Denny Hamlin again. He won at Homestead in 2020, and he's just one of those guys that always seems to get to the championship four. He doesn't have that championship yet, and even though he's been a little bit inconsistent this year, I think he's been one of the four fastest cars on a weekly basis. So I think Hamlin can get it done at Homestead and advance to the championship four and race for a championship yet again, hopefully get that first championship this year. Seven to one Hamlin is the pick, but some long shots this weekend. There are a couple worth looking at. Chase Briscoe is the Cinderella story in these entire playoffs. And if you look back at last week, he was a lap down in the first stage and then had a chance to win late in the race. Briscoe has been putting on championship performances throughout these playoffs. So I think Briscoe has a chance to win this weekend. He's very good at Homestead and he is 28 to one. Also 28 to one is Noah Gregson, who is filling in still for Alex Bowman, who's out because of a concussion, suffered at Texas. 
Gragson, 28 to 1. As I said, he's very good at Homestead. We've seen him do well in the Xfinity series. I think this is his best chance he's ever had to get a win in a cup car. And then one steep one, Chris Busher, 66 to 1. We've seen RFK Racing uh, have a ton of speed late in the year. Busher won at Bristol. But if you go all the way back to 2021 and March of 2021, the last time we were at Homestead, yes, a completely different car. But Busher was out front and leading laps at Homestead, and people were like, wow, is 2021 the year that RFK, or not RFK then, just Roush Racing turns it around? Didn't fully pan out that year, but they've made strides this year, and I think Busher uh, could be a dark horse to win, and 66-1 to odds, always worth taking a flyer there. But I think Hamlin ultimately wins the Dixie Vodka 400 and takes the second spot in the championship four. 66 to 1 odds. Count me in. That'd be worth putting a couple of units in that direction. There are so many different ways this race can go this weekend. By the way, Trey, thank you so much for that. Uh, there are so many different ways this can go. Let's reset the Cup Series playoff leaderboard for you with Joey Logano's win at Las Vegas. He will be one of the drivers racing for the championship at Phoenix. Behind him, you've got Ross Chastain hanging in there. 18 points to the good. He's in second. You got Chase Elliott. He's 17 points to the good. He's in third. Denny Hamlin right now, the fourth and final playoff driver in, six points above the cut line. Then on the outside looking in, you've got William Byron, who's out by six. You've got Chase Briscoe in sixth. He is out by nine, and I think we're going to start calling him Morris because he's like the cat. He's got nine lives. I think he's on about life seven right now as he continues to make inroads into the playoffs. We'll see what Chase can do this weekend. The last two below the cut, you got Ryan Blaney out by 11, Christopher Bell out by 23, as we head into Homestead this weekend. Going to be a busy weekend once we hit the ground in South Florida. Our coverage will begin Saturday. Triple header action. We'll have practice and qualifying coverage for you beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern. The Baptist Health 200 for the trucks at 1230. The Contender Boats 300 for the Xfinity cars at 4. And then we're back on Sunday, the Dixie Vodka 400. NASCAR Live Race Day airtime 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. Can't wait to get there. Hope to bump into those of you that will be joining us, but if not, you can count on us to bring you all the coverage right here on the Motor Racing Network. For producer Trey and the entire MRN team, I'm Mike Bagley. Thanks so much for the download. Again, catch us Sunday for NASCAR Live Race Day, NASCAR Live Tuesday at 7, and of course, right back here next week with another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. So long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 